This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. Why are so many American youth in a mental health crisis? That was the title and focus of a recent U.S. Senate committee hearing. One of the major concerns is social media. KMBA's Jill Freitas has more. U.S. Surgeon General Vice Admiral Vivek Murthy testified at the hearing on the Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions. Last month, my office released two new Surgeon General's advisories, one on our epidemic of loneliness and isolation, and the other on social media and youth mental health. Together, they explore two important drivers of the youth mental health crisis. Murthy discussed not only the mental health consequences, but also the physical impacts as they get older. About one in two adults are reporting measurable levels of loneliness, and social disconnection is associated with an increased risk of not only depression, anxiety, and suicide, but also heart disease dementia, stroke, and premature death. Murthy explained how social media impacts the mental growth of youth around the country and how it can disrupt activities essential for healthy development, such as activity, sleep, and in-person interactions, and also the dangers that social media brings. A third of adolescents are telling us that they stay up until midnight or later on weeknights in front of their screens, and much of that is, in fact, social media use. Kids on social media are exposed to extreme, inappropriate, and harmful content. He was asked if he'd support putting out a Surgeon General's warning out about the dangers of social media, similar to what's found on cigarettes. Murthy said he would support that. Parent and educator involvement, as well as holding social media companies accountable to protect young people, were also discussed. I'm Jill Freitas. And accounting for the U.S. government's Indian boarding school system is the focus of legislation, which recently passed the U.S. Senate Committee on Indian Affairs. KLCC's Brian Bull reports. For over a century, thousands of Native American children were taken from their families and put into schools as part of a broader effort to assimilate them. Cultural practices from long hair to wearing traditional dress were prohibited. Melvin Sheldon is a Tulalip Indian and a Pacific Northwest representative for the National Congress of American Indians. He says many children were also abused. If you didn't learn the language, they would punish you. If you spoke your own language, you were punished. Who knows what other areas that they would punish are young boys and girls as they endured the boarding school experience. The bill would form a commission to investigate, document, and acknowledge past injustices by the federal government in its boarding school system. I'm Brian Bull. A new book explores the history and future of Oneida's relationship with white corn. Lena Tran of Station WUWM reports. In the Oneida language, the word for corn really shows how important it is. Ngonasti really has two meanings. One is our corn, but it also means our precious. In her book, Our Precious Corn, Rebecca Webster explores the relationship between her people and corn. She traces its history and interviews community members, collecting childhood memories and favorite recipes. Throughout time, corn has been a staple in the Oneida diet and an important part of daily and ceremonial life. Corn is the eldest of the three sisters, and she's the leader of those garden plants. And in so many ways, she has led us throughout all of our history. Webster and her husband run a farm on the reservation in northeast Wisconsin, where they grow corn and other indigenous crops. They weren't raised as farmers, and the work didn't come easy. Sometimes there was shame and embarrassment because we didn't have the answers, because we didn't know about these foods. We didn't know what seeds we had, how to best grow them, because that knowledge had been taken from us through colonization, assimilation, and removal. Webster's book represents the latest in her efforts to share what they've learned. I'm Lena Tran in Milwaukee. And I'm Antonia Gonzalez. 
National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by Sanofsky Chambers Law, championing tribal sovereignty and Native American rights since 1976, from opioids litigation to treaty rights to tribal self-governance, with offices in Washington, D.C., New Mexico, California, and Alaska. Sanofsky Chambers Law. Support by AARP. AARP creates and connects people to unique tools and programs, helps conserve personal resources, and tackles issues that matter most to individuals, families, and communities. More at aarp.org. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.